Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to the How They Blog podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with inspiring bloggers and show you how to build a blog that makes a difference. After you listen to this episode, head over to howtheyblog.com for all the show notes, more interviews, and resources to help you grow your blog. Hey, friends. Welcome to another episode of the How They Blog podcast. Today, Lauren Hlushak is on the podcast asking me about how to create content for email newsletters. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, it was episode number 28, and I shared details on how to create a great gift for your email subscribers. So what do you do once you get those subscribers? How do you send content that's going to keep them engaged? That's what we're going to talk about today in this episode of the podcast. We're going to jump into that in just a minute, but I also wanted to mention that if you don't have plans for August 7th through the 9th, I would love it if you would join me at the Declare Conference in Dallas, Texas. I'm really excited about this event. I've actually been speaking there for the past I want to say three years, and this year you might get sick of me. I don't know. I'll be sharing a keynote, and the topic is going to be the secret habits of successful bloggers, how faithful obedience to the small things can yield big results. Then I'm also doing a session on efficient and effective blogging. I'm also doing a session on podcasting with Heather McFadden, and then I'm on a mom panel talking about balancing motherhood, family, and blogging. This is a really fun concert. The girls who put it on do an incredible job. And the thing I like about it most is that there's just so much conversation that happens at this event. People are just constantly in the lobbies, hanging out, chatting, meeting each other, and it's very, very relational. And I would say the single biggest factor in my blogging success, or whatever you want to call it, I don't really like that word necessarily, but is getting to know other bloggers and just making friends. And so this is a fantastic way to do it. It jumpstarts your blogging. It jumpstarts your relationships, just having that one-on-one time with people. So if you can make it, I would love for you to come. I'd love to see you there. I know actually several of you are coming. We had a Twitter party for the Declare Conference last week, and I saw so many of you that are going to be there, and I'm thrilled about that. Hopefully we can get together and hang out some. And if you don't have plans for that weekend, especially if you live in the South, there aren't many blogging events in the South. So if you can make it, I would love to see you there. You can just go to thedeclareconference.com to get all the information about that. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Kat. This is Lauren. I live in beautiful Colorado, and I blog over at areffledheart.com. I'm a huge fan of yours, and I'm really grateful that I found how they blog. It's been a great encouragement, and I've definitely learned a ton about blogging. So thank you very much. So I have some questions for you. I have been gathering email addresses on my blog through a monthly newsletter subscription. My question is, how do I decide on content for my newsletter? Is my newsletter content different than a regular post on my blog? So I was wondering if you could give some tips on how to develop content specifically for newsletters. Thank you so much and keep up what you're doing. Hey, Lauren, that is a great question. And honestly, it's one that I'm answering for myself right now with how they blog. I love email and I love the level of personalization that it provides. There's just something much more uh, intimate, I guess, to send an email to you guys and then get a reply straight from you. And then I can reply straight back to you. And I don't know, there's just something something about it that I really, really enjoy that seems more personal than just replying to a comment on a blog post. 
And it's definitely an area that I've been focusing on and that I want to continue to focus on, but I, I haven't perfected it by any stretch. Maybe nobody has, but I have learned a few things along the way. And so I thought I'd share those with you today. I've I found at least five different ways that we can present content to the people who subscribe to our newsletters. And I will say, uh, Amy Lynn Andrews is a friend of mine that I've been talking to a lot about email lately. And, and one thing that she says, and if you don't subscribe to her newsletter, well, you just need to go do that. Go to amylynnandrews.com. She calls it the newsletter, and it's full of awesome blogging tips and that sort of stuff. So you'll love it. Anyway, so I, I consider her sort of a guru of email. And one thing that she says is that she wants to treat her email subscribers kind of like royalty. I don't know if that's the exact phrase she uses, but that that's really where her heart and her focus is. And so when we're creating content for our, for our newsletter subscribers, we want to have that sort of perspective. Now, that might not be an easy shift to make, so maybe you need to make it in stages because it can be hard just to write an email because it feels like it's not going, it's not being useful for you. You're not getting any SEO juice from it. You're not getting, no, nobody's linking to it or anything like that. But it is such a powerful tool because these are people that have committed to you. These are people that say, I like what you have to share and I want more of it. So to start off, the five ways that you can share content with your newsletter subscribers I'll just run through them very generally, and then we'll go a little bit more in-depth into each one. You can just simply send them your RSS feed for your blog. You can send out a monthly newsletter. You can send out a weekly newsletter. You can send out a social media roundup, and you can send out a drip campaign. So I'll start with the first one, and that's the one that most people think of when they think of a blog email newsletter, and that's the RSS feed. With pretty much any email service, I personally use Mad Mimi. I've also used MailChimp in the past. If you're trying to decide between the two, MailChimp can do some incredibly powerful things. It's much more uh, customizable. I don't know if my grammar was right in that sentence, but we'll just go with it. And it, it does work with a lot more third-party uh, software program, things like that. But I like Mad Mimi just because it's simple, because I realized, and, and this is just a little bonus tip for you, when you first start blogging, you want to do all the things. You want to do all these cool things. You want to do the best thing. And so then half the time we sign up for things that are much more complicated than we need and we get overwhelmed by all that complication, that theme that does everything, that email uh, subscriber list like MailChimp or Aweber that does everything. And then we never use all the things and we can't even figure out how to use the simplest thing. So Lately, I've been in a season of just pairing things back, coming down to the simplest elements. And so I've been using Mad Mimi because it is just simple. It's straightforward. It doesn't have a whole lot of bells and whistles, which helps me focus on just writing it and sending it out to y'all. And also their customer support is ridiculous. I mean, they're more responsive than my family on Facebook when I post something. And that says a lot. So highly recommend Mad Mimi. Uh, so, yeah, so the basic element is just to send out your RSS feed. And you just hit, simply hook that up within whatever email service you're using. Though There's tutorials in there on, on how to walk you through that. And so then every time you write a blog post and publish it, it automatically gets sent at whatever time you specify to your email newsletter subscribers. Now, you can set that in some services. You can set that to go out immediately. When that happens, you can set it to go out in a weekly roundup so it'll list all the posts that went out this week or a monthly roundup, all the posts that went out this month, 
Not sure I recommend that. I think that'd be a little bit too um, sparse, you know, as far as sending it goes. So the RSS feed, that's number one. That's the most common way to send it out. The next one would be a monthly newsletter. That's also something that we're probably familiar with, if we've, especially if we've signed up for a newsletter from some organization or charity that we support or something like that. We're used to getting a monthly newsletter. That's another way to go about it. And those are two that you could combine. If you're really wanting to start focusing on your email subscriber list, but you're not ready to just jump in headfirst, then hooking up something simple like your RSS feed to it And then once a month, sending out a more personalized monthly newsletter could be a fantastic way to start. The next one is my ideal, the one that I'm shooting for, and that's a weekly newsletter. Now, if you're just getting started, remember, don't go for the ideal. Go for the one that you can actually accomplish and that doesn't feel overwhelming for you. So just because I said it's the ideal or my ideal doesn't mean that it's the one that you need to focus on if it feels awkward for you, if it feels like too much. So I'm focusing on the weekly newsletter, and that works for me for a couple of reasons. One, I don't have a lot of blog posts going out every day. So most of the people who want to hear my content subscribe to my podcast via a podcast app or something like that on their phone or their iPad. So they're normally going to get my content pretty much as soon as it comes out anyway. So the weekly newsletter is really more of a bonus. And in that newsletter, I share, you know, any posts that I've shared recently, anything that thing that I've been a part of online, that sort of stuff. I'm wanting to up that a little bit, and hopefully you'll see that in the coming weeks and months. But that's the other way you can do it, the weekly newsletter, where you share all the posts that you've shared that week, but in a more personalized way than just your RSS feed. Because the RSS feed, you can always tell it's an RSS feed newsletter. So it, it just takes it to the another, another level to just share the same information, basically, in a weekly newsletter, but personally write something and then link back to all those posts that you've shared that week. It also gives you more flexibility to add information than an RSS feed newsletter does. The next one is a social media roundup. So this is more along the lines of what Amy Lynn Andrews does. She has an email list called the, U, or an email called the use letter, and it, it really is that. It is basically an email that goes out once a week, and it has tons of links to all the amazing things that she's found out online. And she's, I don't know how many blogs and things she subscribes to, but it's a lot because she pulls out some fantastic tidbits of information in her newsletter. And so if you're not sure what to put in your newsletter, you can just, you know, all the things that you've shared on Facebook, on Twitter, um, on Pinterest, you can just do a roundup of those in your newsletter. And when you do that, just share it in story form. Make it interesting. Instead of just a list of all the things that you've shared online, say, oh, I loved this, and I can't believe this happened. And this new technological gadget is so cool. I think I'll get one. So, so share all the things that you've shared on social media, but in an interesting and conversational way. The last one is another one that I've utilized a lot and that has been absolutely fantastic for me, and that is a drip campaign. These go by lots of different names. You can call them a drip campaign. They call them autoresponders. Basically what it is is when someone signs up for your email newsletter, they enter their name in, you have already pre-written several emails that will automatically go out to them so that you're not having to constantly do the work of sending them content as soon as they sign up. 
So for how they blog, for example, I have one called the How to Blog Like a Ninja e-class. And what happens is when people sign up for that, immediately they get a welcome email. And then shortly after that, they get lesson one and then lesson two and lesson three and so on and so forth. So basically for an entire week, week and a half, people are getting great content from me that's adding value to them, that's helping them, that's teaching them without me having to sit at my computer and send those out to each and every person every time somebody signs up. So it's helping to establish a relationship without constant effort on my part. And then the people who are really engaged will reply to those emails, and then we can start a conversation from there. And it's been amazing because I I include in there a question that says, what's a big struggle that you have right now that maybe I can answer Sometimes I'll answer it via email. Sometimes I'll answer it on the podcast. Uh, I've done a couple videos as well. But it's been so helpful for me because it gives me a constant source of content for the podcast or for the blog or for social media because I know what at least the people who respond to me, what their issues and struggles and obstacles are in blogging because they're replying to me and they're telling me. And I feel like I get a higher response than I would have if I put that in a blog post. So I recently sent out the Blog Like a Ninja e-course because it had accidentally paused my drip campaign. And so I restarted it recently after noticing that, after actually a kind um, subscriber emailed me and said, hey, I didn't quite get it. And so I noticed that I'd paused it for a couple days accidentally when I was working on it. So when I restarted it, that meant that all of the emails went out to all the people who had subscribed in between at the same time. And for a day or so, I got a ton of emails, a ton of feedback from people, and it was absolutely so much fun to be able to reply, to have conversation, and to to get all these great connections with a lot of new bloggers saying, what are your struggles? What are the things you're dealing with? And I replied to a few people and asked, well, what can I do to help you? And I got some incredible responses back that have given me some ideas that I'm really excited about working on in the coming weeks and months. So... I highly recommend if you're going to start anywhere, I would start with a drip campaign. Now, normally using a drip campaign or an autoresponder, you're probably going to have to use their paid service. That's not usually a free option. So that's something to keep in mind. If your subscriber list is not huge, especially with Mad Mimi, you can probably get by with $10 a month. I would think the fee would be. Um... If that doesn't work, you can always do the weekly newsletter and just be sure to be conversational in the weekly newsletter. If you're not wanting to pay for a drip campaign with the weekly newsletter, just be conversational in it. And and I would also say, don't do the drip campaign if you don't already have a great email gift. I mentioned this in episode 28, how to create a great email gift that your readers are going to love. So if you don't already have one, it might not be worth the effort to create a drip campaign and pay for that if you're not getting a steady influx of email subscribers. So I would start there. And then once you're seeing a few subscribers every day, every week, then move up to the drip campaign because that has just been a fantastic way. And so now I'm in the process of really merging several of those. I'm doing the drip campaign. I'm working on doing a weekly newsletter and including some of the social media stuff that I share in there. So those would be my basic get started here tips for creating content for your email newsletter. Lauren, I hope that was helpful for you. And if y'all have any other questions, feel free to ask them in the comments of this podcast. You can go to howtheyblog.com forward slash HTB29 and ask your questions there and I would be happy to answer them.
Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Well, that's it for this episode of the How They Blog podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'd love to know how I can help you. My goal for this show is to help you build a blog that makes a difference. You have words and wisdom that others need to hear, and it's my job to help you spread your message. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions for me, just head over to howtheyblog.com, click the contact button, and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share the love, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or a review on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, just visit howtheyblog.com forward slash love, and I'll show you how. As always, for all the show notes, more interviews, and other resources to help you grow your blog, head over to howtheyblog.com. And until next time, this is Kat Lee, and you've been listening to the How They Blog Podcast.